You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda. Uh, today's topic, whew, I just so happened to run across it. To be honest, I, I think, I'm trying to remember what made the spark for me to get on this topic. I think I ran across something that came across my feed that said um, there was a great flood in Ohio in 1913. And I what immediately came to my mind, recent. So sure enough, I uh, started to do just a little bit of research and uh, saw where there was a huge flood of the Midwest in 1913. And so I started comparing, going back, looking at pictures from the 1800s all the way up to that flood date. Oh, my goodness, family. The amount of technology that you can see hidden in plain sight and how you can see that it was truly some sort of reset that went on is astounding, okay? So uh, this particular topic is Ohio was reset in 1913 or the great reset of the Midwest of 1913. So let's do a little bit of technology here and um, get into... Yeah, there it goes. It never fails. Every time, I promise you, the phone goes off. <laughs> okay, let's get into um, this great flood. <clears throat> okay, so, uh, of course, this is from Wikipedia. Um, the great flood of 1913 occurred between March 23rd and March 26th. Okay, we should understand that... Uh, more than likely, this date is right around what they call Easter on the Gregorian calendar. Um, but it's really the true New Year because New Year should be when spring renews the land. Okay, so where I'm going with this is a huge ritual. Okay. So, the Great Flood of 1913 occurred between March 23rd and March 26th after major rivers in central and eastern United States flooded from runoffs and several days of heavy rain related deaths of heavy rain. Related deaths and damage in the United States were widespread and extensive. While the exact number is not certain, Flood-related deaths in Ohio, Indiana, and 11 other states are estimated. And remember, 11 is a number of, it's a master number, it's a number of manifestation. Other states are estimated at approximately 650. 
The official death toll range for Ohio falls between 422 and 470. Flood-related death estimates in Indiana ranged from 100 to 200. More than a quarter million people were left homeless. The death toll from the flood of 1913 places its second to Johnstown flood of 1889 as one of the deadly floods, deadliest floods in the United States. The flood remains Ohio's largest weather disaster. In the Midwest, damage estimates exceeded a third of a billion dollars. Damage from the Great Dayton flood at Dayton, Ohio, exceeded 73 million. Indiana's damage were estimated at 25 million, and this is in 1913 dollars. Further south along the Mississippi River, damages exceeded 200 million. Devastations from the flood of 1913 and later floods along the Mississippi River eventually changed the country's management of its waterways and increased federal support for comprehensive flood prevention and funding for flood control projects. The Ohio uh, Conserv uh, Conservancy Act was signed by the governor of Ohio in 1914, became a model for other states to follow. The act allowed for the establishment of conservatory districts with the authority to implement flood control projects. The storm system produced the flood in late March 1913, began with a typical winter storm pattern but developed characteristics that promoted heavy uh, precip precipitation. Strong Canadian winds stalled a high-pressure system of Bermuda and delayed the normal easterly flow of low-pressure system. In the meantime, moist air from the Gulf of Mexico moved into the Midwest through the Mississippi River Valley as a second Canadian high-pressure system arrived from the west, creating a low-pressure trough that stretched from southern Illinois across central Indiana and into northern Ohio. At least two low-pressure systems moving along the trough caused heavy rains over the four-day period between March 23rd and March 26th. As the storm gained strength on Sunday, March 23rd, high winds, hail, sleet, and tornadoes arrived in the Great Plains, the South, and the Midwest. Major tornadoes hit, experienced heavy runoff. Downstream, where the Ohio River enters the Mississippi River, the water level broke record highs to that time as the water flowed south to the Gulf of Mexico. By Tuesday, March 25th, the Ohio River, um, shoot you I'm losing my place. Ohio River and its tributaries flooded cities such as Indianapolis, Indiana, Cincinnati, Youngstown, Columbus, and Dayton. Dayton, Ohio was particularly hit hard. Okay, so you see the picture here of Dayton, Ohio. Okay. 
Uh, I'll blow it up real quick. See, that's the picture of Dayton, Ohio. Okay. So you can see down here. Uh, let's see if I can blow it up a little bit for you. There you go. You can see down here below, you have the water was so high, you have street lights. Because those are street lights. Okay. But notice all of the buildings in Dayton and shoot, I haven't been to Dayton. Oh, I've only passed through it and that was so long ago. So I can't account for how many of these buildings are still standing today. But that shows you how high the water got. Okay. So they at least got, if you look at these buildings, at a minimum to first story maybe even second story, okay? But also what we're going to notice as we're going to go through some of these old vintage photos, notice the technology family. Remember we talked about those antennas? Just from these two pictures, I see antennas, okay? And uh, I'm assuming these poles right here are... Uh, to run electricity, okay? Uh, so we're, we're going to see a reoccurring thing. So folks from Dayton, you all would have to tell us uh, whether or not how many of those buildings are standing in Dayton today, okay? All right. On Wednesday, March 26th, the storm moved east into Pennsylvania and New York while heavy rain continued in the Ohio Valley. The heaviest rainfall, six to nine inches or more, covered an area from southern Illinois into northwestern Pennsylvania. As the storm continued eastward, flooding began in New York, Massachusetts, Vermont, and Virginia. The Potomac River overflowed its banks in Maryland. State and local communities handed much of their own disaster response and relief. In 1913, the American Red Cross, a smaller organization at that time, focused, focused its efforts in more than 100 of Ohio's hardest hit communities, including Dayton, Dayton and um and served six of Indiana's hardest-hit counties. Ohio's Governor James M. Cox called the state legislator to appropriate $250,000, which is about $11 million in today's dollars, for emergency aid. Indiana Governor Samuel e. M. Ralston appealed to Indiana cities and other states for relief assistance. Many communities cared for their own flood victims with Red Cross assistance, charitable donations and contributions from local businesses, industries, and service areas. Okay, so um, in this little caption, it's showing you that these are the locations that were impacted. Alabama, Arkansas, Connecticut, and Illinois. Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Missouri, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, 
Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. But the hardest hit was Indiana um, and Ohio. Okay. All right. So uh, the storm affected areas. The storms that created floods in 1913 continued over several days. Okay, we talked about that. Yeah, la, 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 la. The same weather system caused major tornadoes in the Great Plains, the South, and the Midwest, most notably in Omaha, Nebraska, Long Beach, Arkansas, and Terre Haute, Indiana. Ciao, baby. That was big. So let's look at some of these picks. So this is Delaware, Ohio, fam. So those from the Columbus, Ohio area, y'all know where Delaware is. Okay. So that's the flood, but I want you all also to pay attention to some of the buildings in the back. Pay attention. Because when we get a little bit more in detail, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Okay, so they're saying this is the remnants of the flood from uh, Delaware, Ohio. Okay, uh, we talked about Dayton. Um, so it says... Uh, so in Dayton, the Great Miami River burst burst levees. Huh. Where have I heard that before about some levees? Failing during a tornado. Mm, I'm sorry, but that was a hurricane that time. And the water start rushed in and flooded neighborhoods. Huh. Scratch the head, blink 75 times, blink 75 times. Where have I heard that before? Burst levees on Dayton South Side and flooded 14 square miles of the city. Dayton's downtown streets experienced water 10 feet deep. As flood waters reached the crest, Dayton's business district suffered more damage and an early morning Child, fire and gas explosion. An estimate of 123 people uh, perished in Dayton. Downstream in nearby Hamilton County, I'm sorry, Hamilton, Ohio, about 100 people died uh, with uh, 10 to 18 feet of water as it flowed into the residential neighborhoods. So, child, let's look at uh, Dayton again. All right. So, that's just another view. Okay. So, again, as you can see, this is a better view than that other view. You see the little street lights, how far the water went up. So, at a minimum, it was at least one uh, level, one building story level. Okay. So that's Dayton. Uh, Columbus, in Columbus, the near west side and parts of downtown experienced severe floods. Approximately 93 people died in the flooding. The event was described by historian Ed Lentz as the worst catastrophe in the history of Columbus. Okay. 
So I'll get into the only one picture that's documented from Columbus, Ohio uh, in a little bit. And then we're going to get into some more detailed pictures of the old buildings in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So um, Indiana, did they give us some pics of Indiana? Okay, yeah, that's uh, Indianapolis down there. So we'll get to them. Uh, approximately six inches of rain fell on Indianapolis over the period on, on that March 23rd through March 26th, um, causing five known, five folks perished. Um, it says floodwaters estimated 19 feet. Above flood stage destroyed Indiana's Indianapolis Washington Street Bridge, the main connection over the White River. High floods forced 4,000 to flee their homes on the city's near west side when in when a hoop, a levee failed and 25 foot wall of water flooded an area nearly a half mile around I'm sorry half mile wide around Kentucky Avenue and Morris Street so those of you that live in Indianapolis I'm sure you know exactly where that's at the city's transportation and water supply were disrupted for nearly four days in the flooded area, as many as 7,000 Indianapolis families lost their home. Okay, so here's just one picture of the woo baby. Yeah, y'all. Dang, that's a lot. That's a lot. But remember, they said them levy, that levy broke. Huh. Sounds familiar. But notice this bridge. I am guessing that this bridge has been there for quite some time. I'm guessing thousands of years. Okay, this goes back into the concept of the revisionist history that they are giving us of when stuff was built, okay? Because I find it awfully strange that they have this particular bridge and then down here you have this little um, frame-built home. So a mismatch, okay? So this, this Washington Street bridge collapse in Indianapolis in 1913 was because of the levee breaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's continue. Um, okay, so just a um, really quick, I'm not going to go into the specifics of the storm. I want to show uh, Hamilton, Ohio. Okay. So this is the destruction from the flood in Hamilton, Ohio. Okay. 
So I want y'all to kind of keep in your mind these flood photos, you know, the few that they are showing you from 1913. Because now what I want us to get into are uh, some historical photos. So again, this is the only photo, right, what I'm showing you now. This is the only photo that I found of Columbus, Ohio's flood. And this is uh, at uh, Sentner Avenue. This is the only photo that I could find of Columbus, Ohio's flood. Okay, so they said it was on the west side and part of downtown. Only photo that I can find. Let's get into these older um, pictures. Okay, so I can skip through some of these. All right. All right. Okay, this is an old picture of Columbus, Ohio's state capitol. Dang on it. Let me pause. Oops, I said pause. <laughs> ah, that's my fault, fam. Pause. This is a picture of Columbus, Ohio's state capitol back up in the day. Okay? This is on Broad Street. It's not too far from Broad and Hamilton. Literally, you could probably walk 10 or so feet. And then you're right there at uh, Broad and High, okay? And I'm bringing it up because the next set of pictures I'm going to show you are Broad and High. So notice the antennas on the building, the top of the dome, another antenna. You have the street lights on the ground, okay? So as we've been doing the series, um, uh, Old Tech Hidden in Plain Sight, we have notated a continuous theme of these antennas on top of these old structures that they're telling us was built in the 1900s when electricity was just really getting started, what, the late 1800s. And this particular building, the state capitol, it's still running a theme of a European built structure and also that um, World Fair vibe. So to me, this screams that this building is probably thousands years old. It's been here for a minute, okay? And when we got into uh, Tesla's lab, Nikola Tesla's lab, uh, what was it, his uh, Colorado lab, where he was, quote, quote, recreating free energy, pulling energy out of the ether, out of the ether or atmosphere or ionic sphere using antennas. 
And I said then and I say now because he was doing that in the late 1800s. Uh, what, 1900s actually. And yet we can pull pictures of these old buildings from the 1800s. They say from the 1800s with said antennas i.e. the same technology that Tesla was, quote, quote, inventing. All right? So, uh, come on, thing, work with me. All right. Ohio's capital today. Notice the dome is gone on top of it. Now, those antennas, all of a sudden, they're flagpoles. But you still have those lights down there. Okay, let's continue. All right, yep, 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 yep. Come on, come on, come on. All right, let's pause. Hamilton, Ohio, remember we showed you the flood picture of Hamilton, Ohio? Now, I don't know where that one particular picture was taken, but I put this in here because I want to show you. And the time period from these pictures um, were the 1800s. I wanted to show you, and this one may have even been early 1900s. But I wanted to show you the old buildings in Hamilton. And again, you got your street lights and all of that type of jazz. Okay. And this particular building here, I can't see what it is, has a large antenna on top of it. So I am assuming that uh, this was technology pulling energy from the atmosphere okay and probably distributing it to several of these buildings okay so just showing you an example of uh old hamilton ohio how it looked okay so let's continue Okay, okay, okay. Come on, Hamilton, Ohio. Do, 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 do. Okay, pause, 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 pause. This is Hamilton, Ohio today. This is what is left standing. Okay? So I still see remnants of that old world. Look at this uh, on the right-hand side. Come on now. Let's not kid each other. That's old world all day long. They want to say that this is hundreds of years. I am willing to bet it's probably thousands of years. You see the bridge itself with the lights on it. Looks like this was maybe renovated. Okay. And I am assuming that this entire street at one point, including the side, what they're calling the sidewalks, were, were all these this red brick. Okay? And you can see the building in the back. 
uh, middle. That's an old world building. The one on the right, which they are saying is a church. Uh, that's that's probably late 1800-ish. Okay. And if you look uh, off, off to the far left, behind the bridge, you see a skinny building with an antenna on top. Okay, that's how they did that old world technology, harvesting energy from the atmosphere, right? Okay, so Hamilton County, I'm assuming this is their downtown. I'm not familiar with uh, Hamilton, Ohio, rather. I'm not familiar with it enough to tell you exactly where this is. But they truly have old world left. So again, I feel that 1913 flood that came through the Midwest was a form of resetting. So let's continue. All right, let's see what's next. All right, come on here. Come on here. All right. Columbus, Ohio, this is High Street, okay? Y'all know this is downtown. Chow, where can we start? So you see the streets are brick. You see the, the train tracks running through. All I see is technology. Antenna on buildings. Antenna, 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 antenna. Uh, the um, copper or metal ball on top of this building on the left with an antenna. So this is old world technology. Now, those of us living in Ohio, we know High Street does not look like this today. We know it, it's far from looking like this today. Okay? So what I believe that these particular buildings, especially the ones uh, in the back, the taller ones with the antennas, they are definitely old world buildings. They're probably older than these ones up in the front that are thousands of years old, okay? So I believe that that 1913 flood, believe it was a reset, okay? And remember when uh, we did uh, one of the series on old world tech hidden in plain sight, we discovered that bricks were used to conduct energy, Okay, so it was, you know, using bricks for paved roads and buildings was just more than just aesthetics. It was also to conduct energy. And although I think it looks a lot better, I love paved brick roads. Okay, and uh, folks that live in Columbus, you know, if you go in those older neighborhoods, right around downtown, uh, they now are revitalizing or have revitalized. They pulled up that asphalt 
And uh, those old neighborhoods have those brick streets now. So let's continue. Okay. All right. So I think the next set of pictures are going to be, I just wanted to show you uh, different versions of a uh, high street. So this is uh, high and broad right now. This is today. And I think it's it looks absolutely hideous compared to what it was before. Okay. Right, so you see this part. They just made this little sliver into uh, brick. But that state capital that I showed you, Ohio State Capitol, is really just maybe 10 feet uh, from here. Okay, so just to show you uh, the comparison from then until now. Right. Okay, so let's continue. What we got next up? Uh, up. Da 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 da. da. Should have shortened. Okay, so just compared again. This is high and broad. Back up in the day. This is the exact same view I just showed you before. It's the exact same view. This corner building right here that has dentists on it. This is that same building that they have uh, today, that round building with the ticker going across that I feel is absolutely hideous. So literally at this corner, um, there is a stoplight today. And where you see this grassy area on the right-hand side, that is the grounds of the state capitol. So just to show y'all back up in the day, and these pictures, according to archives, are um, between, they said, 1900 and 1910. Okay, remember the flood was in 1913. So this is very much so bustling. Folks was moving and shaking and kicking it. Okay, now some may say that this photo is staged with all of the people. That part, I don't know. I can't account for that. But it was definitely a lot of buildings down here. You see the streetcars was running through there, etc., etc. It looks drastically different today. So a lot of tearing down happened. And I believe the 1913 flood was a narrative to tear down this old world stuff. Okay. Now, when you drive through here today, you'll still see some of the some of these buildings here, but I mean, literally maybe one or two. Okay. Let's continue. Okay, let's see what's next. Do, 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 do. Okay, so this is just another view. Just wanted to show you all another view of High Street. Okay, y'all know it looks drastically different today. Okay. 
And so on High Street, look at Kroger, y'all, was already up in the mix back up in the day. But uh, as you can see, if you pay attention, you still see some of these buildings with this antenna, these antennas on them and the domes and, and all of that jazz. Okay. All right. But it High Street looks drastically different. So again, and this is again, they saying, I think this one was 1900s, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, but this is pre that 1913 flood. It's definitely pre that 1913 flood. Let's continue. Okay. All right, just showing you another view of High Street. Um... So in this particular picture, it's further down. And I know that because there's the state capitol right there. Okay, so just showing you another view. That's all. All right, let's continue. But again, you see these antennas. So there's one on this particular building. We'll continue. And now, oh, there's one right, right in front, front and center here, okay? Same old world technology. This is old world technology family. Although Tesla was uh, reverse engineering it in his time, but this is old world technology, big time. And these particular arch... Um, they brought these arch back in um, certain old neighborhoods in Columbus. So when I was pulling these pictures and I saw this, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So they just really, you know, drew off the past with these arches. But, oh, you know what? That must be where the trolley was stopping. I could be wrong, but that could be like the trolley uh, stop. Okay, because I'm just noticing the people standing um, at those points. Okay. All right, I don't know that for sure, but that's what it looks like to me. Okay, child, here we go. Now we're going to get into... <coughs> Things that they're either going to call abandoned. And to me, these particular things were repurposed. Now, that's just my opinion. They're saying this was an abandoned hospital. I say this is an old world building. You look at the top of this building, you see those metal balls. So that tells me old world technology. They're calling this an abandoned hospital. I say that this is one of those old world buildings, probably thousands of years old. I don't know. It probably was a mansion. I don't know. Probably somebody's mansion. One of them Europeans' mansions. And it got repurposed 
when a reset happened. So when the inheritors stepped in, this stuff was already built. So let's continue. Okay. They can't recreate that today. They can't build nothing like that today. This is another one. Chow. The Ohio State Reformity, uh, Reformity or Reformatory. Yeah. Uh, you mean castle? Because it looks like a European castle to me. I'm just saying, it literally looks like a European castle to me. Why would you invest this amount of time and money for a reformatory? No, 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 no. This was already there. This is an old world castle. That's been around for probably at least a thousand years. But when the inheritors came, they repurposed it. Again, look at the top of these buildings. You can see antennas. Okay. And all these cone shapes and all of that are some type of way conducting energy. So they not finna, they not finna sit up here and try to convince me that this was a reformatory. No, this was an old world castle. So again, to me, that 1913 flood was justification to finish cleaning up the remnants from a reset that happened. Okay? So in other words, get rid of this evidence of the old world. Too many of these old world buildings standing around. We got to get rid of them. Okay, let's continue. Okay. Child, that blew me away after talking about some reformatory. Yeah. Let me pause. Here's another one. Ohio prison. Yeah. You gonna take the time, spend all this money to build this up all? Okay. Okay. If you say so. Looks like a castle to me. That's what it looks like to me. This looks old world right here. This entrance part. The majority of the, the front big part probably was um, replastered, but it's still old world. But I see that antenna on it. Again, thousand, this building was more than likely here for a thousand something years and the inheritors came in and repurposed it. 
So to me again, the 1913 flood was a reset to get rid of the remains of the old world. Let's continue. Okay, so they saying that's the Ohio prison. Yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, and notice the brick, brick streets on there. Okay. This is Delaware, okay? Delaware, Ohio. Delaware children, children's reformatory. Yeah. That's what y'all want to go with. That just looks like somebody's mansion to me from back up in the day. But I noticed this old world tech on this bad boy too. I noticed that antenna sticking up there. I noticed this tower with a dome. And oh, what's that? Metal balls and an antenna? Hmm. That's old world tech. No, this building or this mansion probably, I don't know. I don't even have to put it at a thousand. Let's say way before the um, 1900s. Let's say it's a couple of hundred years old, just for the benefit of the doubt. But it was repurposed. Now, what I noticed when I was doing this particular research, pulling these old pictures, there are a lot of reformatories. We're going to see a lot of girls' schools. You know what that says to me. These are what they were putting those orphan children in. That's just my personal opinion. I do not have any proof on that, but it seems to me that they repurpose these mansions to set up schools for the orphan children that eventually became the inheritors of the Ohio area. Okay? I believe that's what happened across America, North America. Let's continue. So in other words, reset. That was resetting the population. Let's continue. Reformatory child, if they don't go head on somewhere with the mess. All right, uh, Franklin County, okay, so Franklin County is still uh, Columbus, Ohio. Franklin County's children's home. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, it seems like a castle to me. And a huge castle at that. So do you understand how many children were able to be housed here? That's a lot of orphans, right? That is a lot of orphans. Why were there so many orphans? 
Hmm. Seems like them babies were the reset babies to repopulate these reset areas. But make no mistake about it, this particular castle is old world, probably thousands of years old. Let's continue. And I'm not sure, y'all, if that's Broad Street. I'm going to have to uh, drive on Broad again. And um, I think that that building is still on Broad. I'm going to drive. Dang. I wonder if that's the one they recently tore down. I'm going to take a drive on Broad. If I see it, I'm going to snap it. And I'll update for you all. Hawthorne, Ohio, girls' school. Uh-huh. What? Why is there so many reformatories, children's homes? Now you got a girls' school in Hawthorne, Ohio. This looks like a mansion to me. It looks like an old world mansion to me. Because I can look on top of the buildings and I can see those antennas. No, this was a school for orphan girls or the reset population that would eventually inherit. Ohio. Okay. So it's the reset population. Let's continue. Okay. Right here we go. Come on. I shouldn't have made these so. What is this? Columbus Girls School? Really now, that's what we gonna continue to go with. Looks like a mansion to me. That clock is cold on the top. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I do like this clock on on this uh house. That's cold. I'm not finna sit up here and lie. That's cold. And you can clearly see this statue. With the children with the umbrella on there. You see how that's new like a mug. This is an old world building family. Or mansion that they repurposed. And these Columbus girls school. More than likely were orphan girls. Or the new reset population. To repopulate the Columbus, Ohio area with the new inheritors. Let's continue. Okay, so, oops, sorry, y'all. All right, so Columbus Girls School. I'm sorry, I should have made these shorter. I was afraid to make them too fast because I wouldn't be able to stop it. Now, child, let me tell you something. This one, 
this one broke my heart. Because I remember my sister and I, and this is a high street also, fam. Columbus, Ohio, high street. This is Union Station. See how huge Union Station is? My sister and I, we were walking downtown and I saw a plaque and I couldn't find the picture where they did a uh, memorative plaque of the Columbus Union Station. And I said, dang. And my sister said, why you said that? I said, I wanted to see that building, this station still standing. I want to go in. To, she's like, oh, I forgot you love architecture and looking at stuff and breaking it down. I said, absolutely. I said, this is disgusting that they tore this down. I bet you it was beautiful. And so I looked at the plaque and it was tore down in 1977. And she said, yeah, my mom and them said it was absolutely beautiful. Um, and the reason they tore it down, uh, because they said it was too expensive to uh, keep it going, keep it fixed, this, that, and the third, one, two, three, four, five. Even today, Columbus, Ohio does not have a passenger rail train system. So it don't have no Amtrak. That's even to this day, family. So once again, look at the antennas on top of this Union Station. Okay, so let's continue. Oh, let me stop because I did want to go over right quick. Let's take a look at um, Union Station for Columbus, Ohio. Union Station, uh, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus Union Station was an intercity train station in downtown Columbus, Ohio, near the Short North, okay? Now, the Short North community family is, um, now it's a hopping neighborhood. It had went on a down uh, side for a few little decades, but now it's back up and popping. It's a, a trendy neighborhood. Uh, young folks like it. Um, it's got a lot of flavor, got a lot of vibe. And Short North is the one that they kept the uh, those uh, arch arches that we saw that I said, oh, that's where I, I uh, learned that those neighborhoods got those arches from. Short North is one of the neighborhoods that kept that arch. Okay? So if you're ever visiting Columbus, uh, Check out downtown Short North. A lot of nice restaurants. A lot of nice restaurants. When it's nice out, you can sit outside and just really have a nice time and people watch. Okay, but um, downtown Columbus, Ohio, near the Short North neighborhood, the station and its predecessors served railroad passengers in Columbus from eight. 1851 until April 1977. Now I'm pausing because that's old world. 
That Union Station is an old world building that has been there a long time. The first station building was the first Union Station in the world. Child, shut your mouth. They talking about something it was built in 1851. As my grandmother would say, they are a lie and the truth ain't in them. That building is, was way older than some 1851. Its replacement was built from 1873 to 1875, just before the demolition of the first station building. Mm, okay. After traffic problems on High Street, as well as increased rail traffic, became problematic, a new station was planned by Daniel uh, Burnham beginning in 1893. The new station opened in 1897, and its arcade along High Street was finished in 1899. By 1928, part of the arcade was demolished. Passenger service significantly declined from the 1950s to the 1970s. The arcade was demolished in 1976 to make way for a new convention center, which absolutely is hideous. It, it looks horrible. It looks that wah, 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 70s steel building. It's absolutely horrible looking family. Although it had been placed on the National Register of Historical Places two years prior, train service stopped at Union Station in 1977, and the remaining portions of the stations was demolished in 1979. The demolished arcade, uh, arcade was delisted in 1999. A portion of the arcade was saved the Union Station Arc, which is the typical—I'm sorry—which is the focal point of McPherson Commons Park in nearby Arena District. Okay, so to as today, Columbus, Ohio, does not have a rail system. Okay. But make no mistake about it, that's old world. This is old world, okay? So, yeah, they may have built on the arcade down here, whatever the case may be. But this is old world. Okay, let's continue. Okay? It just fascinates me that they tore such a structure down uh, I think they did that in New York, too. They tore New York's down, which is really sad. I'm glad that Chicago's uh, Union Station is still up, and it's simply breathtaking. If you're ever in the shy, give it, and if you into architecture, go give it a, a, a look through. It is simply, absolutely breathtaking. And um, if you've seen uh, the Al Capone movie um, with uh, Robert De Niro and Wes's face, and they have the famous scene on the staircase 
that marble, that beautiful marble staircase with the baby that was all filmed in Union Station. All of that stuff still exists today and there is no mistake about it. That particular Union Station in Chicago, that's old world for sure and we're talking thousands of years old. Okay. All right, so they're saying also uh, this is Columbus Union Station. All right, so maybe this is the original one and they expanded. Um, I'm assuming that's what it was. Okay, so let's continue. Okay, but still notice that technology. Notice that antenna. Okay, all right, so let's pause right here. This is just a re rendition of uh, Columbus Union Station. Okay. So just to, to show you, I thought this was a better picture. Just a re rendition picture. Okay, so the train's coming in. Um, and then you can just kind of see the streets as well with the, with the trolleys. Okay, so again, to this day, Columbus, Ohio does not have a rail station and a doggone sure don't have the trolleys anymore. Okay, all right, so let's continue. Let's see what's next. What is next? What is next? Okay, so I just put showed you all a picture of them de demolishing um, the Union Station. Just so sad. It really is. Okay, so let's continue. And I forget what's, what's there now. Uh, okay. So um, this is just, I've, I've added this particular picture in. Because this is a picture of looking at, um, from Broad Street. Yep. I think they're saying this is showing from Broad Street, looking east, to just show you all of um, how rich of neighborhoods they had back then. And when I uh, had ran across something a couple months ago, it could have even been on PBS when they were talking about the creation of the Bexley neighborhood. So anybody from Columbus, Ohio, uh, you know... Uh, Bexley is one of the richest neighborhoods, if not, I think it is the richest neighborhood in the city of Columbus. Uh, it is, it's, well, it's really not even in the city of Columbus because it's its own little city within a city, uh, but it is a wealthy neighborhood. Um, and they have sprinkles of these old homes as well. But I saw, uh, when I say sprinkles, maybe one or two. But I saw a, a documentary on a Bexley. I think it was only like a five-minute clip. And it was saying where a great flood came through Bexley. And that area was flooded because it was, they were claiming it was farmland. And then that's when settlers started coming in and building it up. Oh, okay. 
if you say so. Okay. All right then, now. Okay, so I just wanted to show you all that view. All right, so let's keep going. All righty, almost there. Okay, let me pause this. So this is what they're calling the Ohio Art Gallery. Yeah. This, uh, 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 uh. oh, child. They look like two mansions to me. What do you mean, art gallery? You mean they were, these two mansions were repurposed as an art gallery? But they look like two mansions to me. And just note, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think either one of these mansions are standing today uh, because the art gallery they have today, uh, it, and it's literally right off of Broad Street also. Uh, it's right on uh, Broad, and I forget the cross street that it's on. I don't like it. It's hideous looking. Again, these are old world buildings. And when Ohio was reset, the new reset population just repurposed these buildings. Okay, or these homes, these homes and these buildings and these castles, right? That's what happened. Okay, so just again, that's another Columbus, Ohio mansion. Okay. Okay, so now remember what I'm showing you all are pre-1913 flood. This one, I'm like, child, shut the front door. You know what? I think I know where this one is at. I think I know where this one is at. I'm going to have to drive past it again to just to be double sure. This Ohio mansion, I think this one is off abroad. And um, I think this is across from the Franklin Conservatory, which I'm going to have to pull pics of that as well because I think it's some old world buildings on, those gra on that ground as well, that Franklin Conservatory. But I think this one is on the corner of Broad, it still exists today and it's been repurposed. I'll have to check. I'll do a follow-up, but nonetheless, it's beautiful because that entire area, I remember when my sister and I, I don't know what we was doing, child. And we was driving around in this area on these side streets off abroad. Of that's what it was. She was showing me where somebody used to live in this apartment building. And the mansions right in this area, and my mouth dropped. I said, wait a minute. Do you see these beautiful homes, these mansions? This is drop-dead gorgeous. And she said to me, you know this used to be the hood. I, I said, oh, me." Excuse me. She said, yeah, this used to be the hood. 
I said, you not fencing the two. You not fixing the two. Sit up here and tell me that these mansions, this was the hood. She said, oh yeah. Black people own these homes, used to own these homes. Now they're starting to sell them. I said, huge mistake. She said, yeah, I know you would, you would say that. I said, huge mistake. They don't understand that they're revitalizing this area and those homes are going to be worth, that land is going to be worth five and ten times more than what they sold them for. They're selling this stuff. For under a hundred thousand, she said, I know, I know, I know. She said, but yeah, this used to be the hood. It used to be bad over here. So nothing but mansions in this area. So if y'all live in Columbus, Ohio, y'all know what I'm talking about. Right around that Franklin Conservatory. Are there not nothing but many mansions around there? And black folk used to live over there. Because all you have to do is walk up under that bridge, that old world bridge, by the way, where the railroad runs on that bridge. And you're in Bexley. Yeah, remember that Bexley neighborhood I told y'all about? Where a... uh, them rich folk live. Yeah. That part. And now if you try to buy a home over there, you looking at a minimum 400,000. Minimum. I literally watched them rehab those mansions. And turn around and put them back on the market for hundreds of thousands of dollars, running all the way up to a million, a million and a half. And the closer you are to that Franklin Conservatory slash park, which is absolutely drop dead gorgeous, the more expensive they are. But make no mistake about it, these are old world buildings. And they keep resetting. And they keep shifting the population around. But originally, after a big reset happened, to me, they brought in orphans, white orphan children to be the inheritors of these Ohio area and the structure. So to me, that 1913 flood slash reset was to wipe out more of those buildings slash technology. Okay? But in this area, there are still a lot of these old world buildings. I think this one is still standing. Okay, let's continue. Matter of fact, those of you in Ohio, it's right down the street uh, from, um, there's a YMCA on uh, there. You can walk 
from this building to the YMCA. I cannot uh, remember that street. Dang, right off abroad. I think this one is still standing, but I'll, I'll, I'll go check. Now, child, I'm like, whoa, this one is pretty too. Another Ohio mansion. This was outside of downtown. Oh, I forgot the street, fam. I forgot the street. Forgive me. But this one was outside of uh, downtown. I mean, really, you could walk two blocks and you were downtown. Okay? So, uh, there was some physician that they said owned this building. Um, and now, they literally, family, this blows my mind. <coughs> this is a vacant lot today. So they straight just tore this down, just, just straight up just tore it down. It's a vacant lot today. So I'm trying to understand how you got a horse and carriage buggy coming up the street. But you got this beautiful mansion. I mean, that, that ain't matching to me. It's not matching. Let's continue. Okay, that's that mansion. And it reminds me of the uh, the white marble uh, from the World Fair. Okay, so those in Columbus, y'all know the Clintonville um, area or neighborhood, rather. Okay, so Clintonville is a neighborhood in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, it's back to being popping. I don't know. I don't be in Clintonville like that. I'll have to take a drive through there when it's not trafficy or whatever to see what's going on. I do know, um, like around that Ohio State area, if you drive through some of those older neighborhoods, it's a lot of beautiful old world mansions there as well. I was shocked. I was really shocked. So I can't vouch for this one still standing, but you see where it was repurposed to State Highway Patrol? Child, if they don't stop playing with me, this was somebody's house. They might as well go on and have several little seats on that. This is an old world mansion. Okay? That was standing at a minimum hundreds of years, if not a thousand, before the 1913 flood. And so look at the house next to it. See how the stuff don't match? So on the right-hand side, hopefully it's the right-hand side for you all, you see that little bitty frame house? That house is newer than this old world mansion. So that tells you that the new reset population could not recreate these old world mansions and they still cannot do it to this day. So the reset population repurposed this to state, way, state highway patrol. But this is a clear indication looking at this picture 
of how they reset things. You're looking at this old world building, far superior from an architectural, structural, aesthetic perspective than you have right next to it, this frame house. No freaking comparison. Because that reset population did not have the knowledge to build these old world structures. Let's continue. All right, that's the Clintonville mansion that uh, we see in the archives. Do da da dee dee da da da. Pause. Another Clintonville mansion. Simply beautiful. And you can see the buildings next to this one. They match. Okay. So on this mansion, I see at least one antenna with the little ball on it. And then balls on top of these other tall structures. So again, that ancient world tech. Okay. So let's continue. All right. Clintonville Mansion. Remember, this is all before pre-1913 flood. Okay, just another a picture of a Clintonville a building. Now, this one, I'm not for sure. This building might be 1900-ish. Okay, I'm, I'm not for sure. But it was still before that 1913 flood. Okay, but even at the top of this building is faint. You still see an antenna. Okay, and I think in Clintonville, this building still exists. Uh, let's see if I put, put a picture uh, in here. I think I did up today. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. No, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> so if y'all, if anybody familiar with Clintonville, I, I can't vouch for sure if that building is still standing. So just today, family, to give you um, a clue, this is a building uh, of a Broad Street mansion today, okay? And I think since then, this building has been um, rehabbed and is back up and running. And this ain't no building, this is a mansion. Okay, all along Broad Street, you're going to see uh, buildings like this and then you'll see the new junk in between them and you just want to vomit from the 70s. Want, 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 want. It looks absolutely horrible. But from my understanding, from what my people tell me, all of this couple of decades ago was considered the quote, quote, hood. And now Ohio and actually across uh, North America, cities have been, that's what they call gentrified, where blacks are moved out of the cities and uh, whites, middle class and upper middle class, whites are coming back to the city. They didn't bought up these things, uh, rehabbed them 
and uh, spruce back up the neighborhoods. And just from the time I've uh, been in Columbus, I have watched them revitalize these areas, specifically Broad Street. So I would drive from Broad Street to go back uh, east. I have literally watched them revitalize these buildings, these uh, mansions, rather, and they're turning them back into homes. And I checked the prices of them, and you can't get anything under, on Broad Street, you can't get anything under 700 grand. Okay? Now, I don't know what's going to happen since Rona done hit, and now uh, middle class and upper middle class white folks are fleeing the cities. So I think uh, this stuff is going to start flooding the market. As a matter of fact, I am seeing these um, high-priced homes, these mansions and stuff. I'm seeing the price drop, 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 drop. Okay, of course, it's slow. Um, you know, so you may have a million-dollar home dropping by 100000 or you may have a home in the hundreds of thousands dropping by 50,000. Okay. So it, it appears that they're trying to shift out of the cities because um, folks are now working remote and uh, people want to, for whatever reason, they want to go back to the suburbs, whatever the case may be. Okay. So um, just to show you how these old world mansions are still scattered throughout uh, Columbus and particularly on Broad Street. There are a lot of them. And if you go um, down the side streets off of Broad Street, uh, deeper into the neighborhoods, you're going to see these, uh, a lot of these beautiful mansions. This is old world again. And you just have a new reset population, i.e. the orphan children that stepped into the inheritance of these structures. Okay, so let's see what we end up with. We almost to the end of it. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think that's it. Is that it? Yep, yep, that's what I wanted to show you. So those of you uh, that are not familiar with uh, Ohio, I just wanted to show you where Hamilton uh, was located on the map. All right. So, you know, Columbus is in the city, the city, the center of um, Ohio. So Dayton and all of that, Cleveland and all of that is up by that way. But now when they saying this flood came through, so Indiana would be uh, closest to Hamilton so when they're saying a 1913 flood came through, you see, I'm still trying to, to wrap my head around it, but they, they're saying that levees broke. Hint, hint, levees broke. So uh, I'll show you Dayton. Most of y'all probably know where uh, Dayton, Ohio is located. Y'all probably know where Dayton Child, I see another old world building there. So you, now you know I'm going to have to. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. So my bad. Dayton, my ass. See, I still don't really even know that much. So Dayton and Hamilton were right by each other. My bad. I apologize. Cleveland is up there. So that's Dayton. 
So Hamilton, Dayton, Columbus were the flooded, and then Indiana. Okay, levees breaking. Uh huh. So just real quick. Ooh, that's just ghetto at the top. I just do not. I do not like these. What I want seventies buildings, but you can see. Let me blow this up. I'ma just raise up with that seventies stuff. That's that hideous crap. But you can see here uh, some of these um, older buildings, older structures. And then I don't know what this is. Y'all from Dayton, y'all know what that is. So I can't, I'm not going to vouch for that one if that's old world. All right. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to show you all um, where Hamilton and Dayton and Columbus, Ohio all were in approximate to each other. And um, Indiana is right next to both of those. Okay, family, so, ciao. There you have it. Something happened, I believe, that that flood in 1913, that Midwest flood of 1913, that impacted Ohio greatly, I believe that it was part of a reset, a remnants of the prior reset to wipe out or to justify starting to tear down these old world structures. Because by the time the eighteen, the late 1800s came into play, those orphans started flooding North America. Those orphan white children. So they repurposed those mansions and those castles as orphanages, reformatories for the orphan children who would become the inheritors of the um, territories from the old world. Okay, so all of these floods and these fires that were happening around the cities in North America around those times, the late 1800s, early 1900s, I would even go far as to say the mid 1800s, that was all a part of a reset to tear down the structures, to hide the technology from the old world where they had uh, structures and technology that was thousands of years old. So they brought the orphan children in to the schools slash reformatories and taught them the history, the revisionist history that they wanted to teach them to line up with the reset. But they cannot convince me that these structures 
were put up in the late 1800s, early 1900s, only to be torn down in the 1900s. It it just, it logically does not make sense. Ohio was definitely reset. And that 1913 flood was the last part of that reset to get rid of the evidence of old world. So I hope you all got something out of this. Child, it really blew my wig back. Um, I encourage you to start researching your area, your city. Go to those archives. Pull those pictures. Look for the natural disasters in your cities. I bet you're going to find some, whether it's fire or flood, you fixing the two find some. Start lining up them dates from them old pictures and that disaster and what it looks like today. And it's going to click to you. Oh, yeah, this is this is reset. Look at what they claim those buildings were used for. It's going to line up with a reset. So I wish everyone well on this Friday. Uh, This is Rhonda from WTUZ Radio Podcast. Uh, If you are not subscribed to us, I highly encourage you to. Uh, I am going to put in the information of this video uh, where you can jump over to the series Old World Tech Hidden in Plain Sight. So you can get an idea when I discuss when I, I am saying in this particular video about these antennas and old world technology, you'll understand a little bit more with more clarity what I am speaking of. So have a wonderful Friday, family. Peace and love. 